You're listening to What If We Loved Podcast, a show about building up the church through love, sonship, and healing. Here are your hosts and founders of Love Inside Out Ministries, Bruce and Shay Mason. Welcome to episode 15 of the What If We Loved Podcast. We are really excited today. We teased you at the last podcast about our special guests. We have Murray and Ash Smith here with us. Welcome, guys. Thank Hi. you. Hello. Nice to be with you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Murray and Ash are the lead pastors currently, well, just for a few more weeks at yes. Catch the Fire in Raleigh. And you're about to have a big transition, aren't you guys? We are. Right. We're heading to Toronto. To Toronto. Yes. Yep. It's going to be the senior associate leaders in Toronto uh, with a view to taking the leadership of the church sometime next year. So, exciting. Yeah. That's very exciting, guys. Big steps. Yeah. It's been a lot of stuff you've been getting ready yes. for the move. I know. So thank you for taking the time today to spend Our with pleasure. us. We really appreciate it. Our pleasure. We love yeah. you guys. Yeah. Happy to be here. Yeah. Well, what we thought uh, we would do today is we'd love to hear from you guys, in particular, about how you first encountered the love of your heavenly father and what that has meant for you guys in your life and how you've seen that play out in your families and ministry. I know this topic's way too big yeah. for half an hour, but <laughs> we really just love to hear your hearts. Yeah. And I know that, yeah. that we've been blessed so deeply by you guys and your leadership Definitely. and friendship as well. And we've only been here a few years. I know you've been, you've been a catch fire here. How long was it? Coming out for 13, 13 almost 2009, years. we moved. So. Yeah. Yeah. so you're almost Southern now, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. All y'all. Oh, y'all. I was preaching in Toronto. I'll have a, I'll have a glass of water. Yeah, that's right. I was preaching in Toronto on Sunday in Toronto, and, uh, and I had to use the word all y'all. So there you go. I'm definitely going South. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> it is one of those phrases that just... It, it just works. It works. Yeah. yeah. It's very biblical. Yeah. <laughs> Well, not to make you guys embarrassed, but I think that just for our audience sake, if you meet Murray and Ash in person, the first thing you realize about them is that their hearts are so pure mm-hmm. and that they're so mm-hmm. full of love. Yeah. And so when we were just talking about having them on, we really just value their insight so much because they've shown a life of love to the fullest. Like I, it's just so beautiful to watch how they look. They love people and we all, I have so much to learn from them. So we're really excited. Not, no pressure, but we're really excited. I just think that we, I, I'm really excited because they exemplify what they preach. They're very loving people. So we're really just so excited just to learn from you. And we're excited that you get to be put in these high positions where you get a big reach. So many people have been and will continue to be blessed by what you carry. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you, guys. That's very kind. Very sweet. Do you want to go first, my mom? Yeah, sure. Dive right in. Dive right in. How I (laughs) came to the Father. So I grew up on the mission field. Um, My parents were missionaries in Nigeria. I was born there. Lived there till I was 13. And the churches that we were part of there, they uh, didn't really have a great foundation of the father's love it was you know it was jesus very much jesus focused rightly so but god was to me growing up an angry judge in the sky and you know it was thank god for jesus because if it wasn't for jesus you know god would be ready to you know 
Smite you smite with you the smite. Exactly. Right. Um, and then uh, I went to boarding school. And so I went from a, a, a church culture where God was a judge. Um, and even though my own my own father and mother are both amazing and love them very dearly. And, you know, um, they've been very loving and kind to us. Most of my upbringing was actually being parented by teachers because I was at boarding school when I was 18. And so that, you know, for me, that sort of just played into this thought that, you know, my religious background, God is an angry judge. My school and my upbringing was God's a teacher and, you know, there's not a lot of love and relationship. It's more follow the rules, Mm -hmm. do the right thing, not so much time. And and although my mum and dad were amazing at uh, uh, taking care of us and providing for us, that I I got to a point in my relationship where I would experience, I could experience God as someone that maybe would be okay to look after me, but not necessarily want to be with me. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there's yeah. an idea that God loved me, but he didn't necessarily, because he had to kind of, he didn't really necessarily like me very much. Right. And, and the part of that was because I actually didn't like myself deep down. You know, I grew up, grew up with this great sense of disappointment somehow. And there's a number of, you know, a deep story that I probably don't, haven't got time to go into, but this sense of growing up, feeling like I was a disappointment, disappointment to God, disappointment to my family and disappointment to myself. And so I um, I was really, therefore, feeling like God was, you know, I had to keep earning God's favor and God's approval. And I, I would describe what I describe as yo-yo Christianity. You know, when when you're good and you wake up and you get your Bible study done and you pray and everything is, you know, you witness and you don't say the wrong thing, then you're good with God. And then yeah. when you know you do something wrong or whatever, you don't you sleep through your alarm because you're tired. Then okay. somehow God's angry with somehow you know it's that classic Adam and Eve that what we do changes God either good or bad. Right. Right. Um, and so I went through my twenties and even into my early thirties with that, getting these glimpses of the father as, as a lover of my soul and that, you know, he loved me, but not really experiencing it. I remember one particular moment where I first heard probably in about 96, um, you know, that story, someone, a preacher was sharing about the story of Jesus at the baptism saying the father's voice coming and saying, this is my son whom I love and you're well pleased. And, and he said, that's what he says over you. And a moment, it was, you know, those dark days where some the clouds part and the sun beams straight through. Right. And then you, you, know, you see the sun and then the clouds shut up again. And it, it was a bit like that for me. It was a moment of, wow, is that true? And then it kind of went, went closed again. Um, and so, but then the Holy Spirit started to really move. And um, just before we moved to um, the US in about 2007, started to open up my eyes to the reality of him being a father. And it wasn't until I moved here and then started to move through some healing of the heart, went to mm-hmm. storing the foundations, did some sozo, did some heart sync, you know, a number of different things, but also being exposed, exposed to some teaching that I really began to realize what the Bible says is true, that he is a father who absolutely loves us. Mm-hmm. You know, I was reading even this morning of 1 John 3, you know, of how great it is, the, the love that the Father has lavished mm-hmm. upon us, that we should be called children of God. Amen. And that moment, and, and it was a, a progressive moment, moments really, that was kind of linked to unwinding of the sense of disappointment, mm-hmm. that the Father was beginning to pour out his love, and I was actually beginning to receive it, and getting to a point where I realized that he didn't just love me, but he actually liked me, mm-hmm. you know, and that he he was delighted in me 
And um, there was, you know, while there were things in my own life that he was still working on, his perspective of my story was very different than my own. Right. His perspective of my story was that he loved me unconditionally mm-hmm. all the time in every way mm-hmm. and uh, was working towards you know helping me through so it's been a journey i don't think I've, i'm there yet you know i'm still working out what does it mean to love what does it look like yeah. to, to be loved um but that that experience over a number of years uh, with a lot of tears and a lot of uh you know just encounters of just being overwhelmed by the goodness of god yeah and realizing oh you really yeah. do love me yeah. And therefore, no striving, no performance. Because the thing with you feel like your disappointment, you feel like you have to earn your way in. Mm-hmm. Right. So there was the layers of the disappointment and the layers of religion that had to be unwound yeah. to experience that love. So yeah. yeah. Whereas I grew up in a totally non-Christian, like no, I, yeah. I as far as I'm aware, I'm like a the first Christian in my family. I, mm. There probably was some somewhere along that line. And so I didn't have the religious, the religious experiences. I, I didn't really have any knowledge of God apart from probably a swear word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then let alone knowing him as my father. So I, looking back, and often it's when you look back over your life, um, when your eyes have been opened, in a sense, through Jesus to the Father, that yeah. you can see actually his hand upon you. Yeah. But I didn't know it was him at the time. We had, when I was a little girl, we had neighbours who were followers of Jesus and they they would invite me and my sisters to go to church with them sometimes. And so I, I did have a little bit of experience and I yeah. always really enjoyed um, being in church services and pati- there was something that drew me and a lot of it was um, the worship or mm-hmm. the songs they were Anglican and I would go and there was just something that that did draw my heart that mm-hmm. opened my heart um, and then I think I had a, a teacher when I was in high school and I didn't know that she was a Christian but but I but in hindsight, she would, whenever she led the assemblies in my school, she would bring these songs that tugged on my heart mm-hmm. that, that I was like, oh, that's just, the, the emotion would come up mm-hmm. in me. And, and so I, I can see even then that that was me in, count, in the beginning encounters of the Father's love because mm-hmm. he was yeah. drawing me to him and, and putting a hunger in me for more. But it, it was really um, my probably my first real. Um, there's probably a couple of things. So the first one was when I left Australia to go to Canada um, to a place called St Catharines. I was supposed to be there for ten weeks, and I ended up staying for two years. And that's where I got saved, and it's also where I met Murray. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I met a family at the school that I was working at. And I, my, my parents were divorced. They both had some pretty, quite a bit of trauma mm-hmm. in their childhood and early life. And then obviously, you know, even in their own relationship, not, 
you know, working out. And I won't go into all of that, but there was pain that they experienced. And so therefore, mm -hmm. as a child in that context, I experienced I trauma. Mm -hmm. And then I, I made really poor decisions for my life at times, mm -hmm. you know, again, not quite kind of realizing my value as a daughter mm -hmm. of my heavenly father, let mm -hmm. alone you know, any other context. So when I went to Canada, I met this family. And really, I would say that my experience with this family was my very first encounters of the love of the father. Mm. And the way that it came up for me was I would see the way they loved one another. Yeah. And it, it was actually a little painful for me you know, the whole thing of sometimes you don't know what you don't know and you don't know what you missed yes. until you see it. And then you're like, yeah, it's very true. Oh, yeah. my heart is longing. Yeah. And so I would see the way they loved each other as a husband and wife. And I would see the way they genuine, like they invited me in behind closed doors. I would see the way they loved their kids. And my heart was like, oh, my goodness, there's something. There's, I want to I want to participate in this family yeah. oh, wow. and yeah. I want what they've got and so that was for me what really drew me and mm -hmm. then they would you know they shared the love of the father with me so that was kind of the the I think the reason I came into the kingdom yeah. really was through them mm -hmm. and the the love of mm -hmm. the father and then I had I think you know over the years I had you know, some encounters and I walked through forgiveness towards my parents and even myself and all of that. But but I, I don't think I'd really gone deep until I was, it was 2007 and we were at um, a leader's school and there was a, I'd never ever heard anyone share on the nurturing heart mm. of God. Mm -hmm. And I, as soon as Kate, my sister-in-law, who was preaching that message, got up and started sharing. I had this flashback that was a traumatic memory for me. And because of how my parents got divorced, I had some really big wounds towards my father and I blamed him, um, not realising that he had his own pain. But um, I'd, I'd, I re recognised I really needed to forgive him, you know, over the years and I'd worked through some of that. But I'd always felt very protective of my mom. She was abused by her father and mm. just rejected by her family. And then I, I, my, I perceived her rejection of, in their marriage as well. And so I felt very protective of her. I took on a role that I shouldn't have ever taken on. Mm -hmm. And so I'd, I'd never kind of realised that in her own pain that she had not been able to sometimes be able to be there for me. Right. And, and, yeah. and nurture and love me as a teenage girl. Yeah. And so I, anyway, in this thing, I, I flash back to a memory and, and it was very painful and traumatic for me. And I suddenly realized as, as Kate was preaching and as she was just inviting us to encounter the nurturing love of the father, mm -hmm. um, to kind of go into those deepest places of our hearts mm -hmm. that, and our identity mm -hmm. and where we needed protection, where we needed someone to fight for us. Mm -hmm. and, um, mm -hmm. and, and I just realized, oh my goodness, there has always been someone who's been my defender and mm -hmm. my champion mm -hmm. and he yeah. is my father mm -hmm. and he wants to gather me to his bosom mm -hmm. like yeah. a, a mother nurturing a baby. And, and I had 
that I, there was snot everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Just like where I was able to release my yeah. mom yeah. from not being able to be what I needed her to be because she had her own stuff and yeah. actually then turn to the father and say, oh, I can get that from you. And yeah. so that was really a massive thing yeah. for me. It's, it's so interesting how much our own perspective and how much we hold on to hurt and pain from our own family and our own upbringing impacts our ability to receive the father's love and yeah. the more that we are able to actually forgive and release them our earthly family the more that the holy spirit you know more, the more we receive that love mm -hmm. into our hearts right so, yeah definitely our whole our whole picture of god actually is distorted yeah in yeah. so many ways by how we experience our parents who yeah. who are actually supposed to represent you know, yes. um, who god is to yeah. us but obviously in our brokenness and yep. we're all parents well i guess you're not, you're not. <laughs> someday you will be yes. yeah. that we all fall short yes in yeah. many ways yeah yeah, yeah. So but I, I think that the way that you share about your past is just it's so easy to identify with yeah. the things that you've walked through you know mm -hmm. very human experiences yeah. that that everyone goes through yeah. you know in their own unique way mm -hmm. but such a powerful revelation that you've both had of, yeah. of love and just knowing that you're loved it really changes mm -hmm. everything it gives it you really a whole does. different foundation yeah. to operate yeah. from it, it really does and i would i think the way i liken it to and parents understand this mm -hmm. you know when your kids are little and they're having a tantrum and just kind of flailing and it's like it you know they're little but this feels really big and it feels right. really out of control and then sometimes you just need to hug them and for me, I feel like I'd gone through life fighting, fighting for myself, fighting for others, yeah. growing up too quickly in certain ways. And, and then it's like the father grabbed me in his arms and squeezed me tight. And it's like, oh, just, I yeah. can relax. Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. 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 yeah, I can finally breathe. Yeah. 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 So, so having received that, yeah. how did you... How did you see yourself changing? What was what happened in your heart? What what was the practical outworking of what God had done in your heart as you began to receive yeah. His love in such a deep way like that? Yeah, um, so many different applications or dimensions of it. Really, I yeah. mean, for me, one of those things was my parenting style. Uh, you know, because I had grown up, as I said, as this you know teacher mentality. So yeah. for me, particularly as my kids, my eldest. Uh, our eldest Hannah was coming into teenage years. I was in the teacher mode, right? Do mm -hmm. what I say, do what I do. That was basically my experience at school. Mm -hmm. And so as I, and we were beginning to butt heads increasingly. And, uh, and so experiencing the father's love as a parent, it actually enabled me to realize, no, I'm not called to be a teacher. I'm not called to being right first, mm -hmm. called to relationship and allowing that relationship to uh, to mature and to grow and to it really shift the way that I related to my kids, even mm -hmm. in terms of the, you know, the level of obedience and activity that I was expecting them to do mm -hmm. before I was willing to express love to them. Mm -hmm. And therefore, you know, still looking for obedience and other things, you know, right. those kind of things, yeah. but, but the order and the priority of I'm prioritizing connection with you over everything else yeah. shifted my parenting style pretty yeah, substantially it did yeah yeah 
Much to everyone's relief, I think. <laughs> to be honest, oh, I understand. You know, certainly much yeah. to my relief now. I think about it because who knows whether I would have had much of a relationship with my mm. what that relationship would have been like with the kids. So it definitely affected parenting. Yeah. Um, and for me, the other thing that I think, and this is something that I've, I've still, I've really had to be working on with the Holy Spirit, is you know, it's easy to think that you're loving, and actually that love not to be love, but to be tolerance or to be mm. a desire to keep the peace. Yeah, Ooh, right. Yeah. That's a good point. You know, you can be a peacekeeper because, and you think, oh, I'm so loving. I'll let you do this, and I'll let you do. I just, I'll let you operate in whatever way you will. Or I just, I'll just, I'll just accept all of the shortcomings and the failures and take it on myself. But actually, the reality is that's for me that wasn't always love. It was conflict avoidance. Mm-hmm. It was people pleasing. It was fear of man, and so actually, it wasn't genuinely loving. It was, right. you know, it yeah. was, you know, avoiding things. And so one of the things that the Holy Spirit's been really working with me as I've been receiving that love is to get some of my uh, leadership or my thoughts, attitudes, behaviors based on into his love mm-hmm. and then his identity and who he says about me mm-hmm. rather than my own desire to be liked. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Yeah. So it makes it easier to have difficult conversations when yeah. you need to. Yeah. As a leader, you have to sometimes have those hard conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think for me, the way it kind of has manifested, and again, it's a process, isn't it? It's yeah. not just like a yeah. one yeah, it's I recognize yeah. I'm not like, all, it's definitely. not just one encounter, it's daily encounters yeah. for me. Yeah. Like just leaning back into the love of my heavenly daddy. When, yeah you know, I'm afraid of something or I feel like I've got this you know, big decision to make or whatever. But I think for me that I felt because I had such a high responsibility meter and a high, um, I felt like I needed to protect myself or protect other people. Um, I, I would take on responsibility and, and I would feel like I had to, I, I just had to look after people. Mm-hmm. I had to just pull myself up by the bootstraps and I can I can get through this. I can keep going and keep yeah. going. And it was like I I've I discovered and I have discovered over the years actually there's power in in dependence on the father and even depending mm-hmm. on other people and mm-hmm. and and being vulnerable and not having to know everything. And and, um, and have it all together, or have yeah. the answers, yeah. or know exactly what to do in every situation. It's okay for me to be weak and to show weakness, and there's mm. power in that. And yeah. vulnerability is beautiful, yes. and it's and it actually opens the door for others to say, "Oh yeah, I'm not okay too," or yeah. "I yeah. I need help in this." Love and that. so, I think in leadership, then it's it's caused me a to be gentle with myself yes. and to to forgive myself and to say it's okay yeah. but then Not also set too high expectations of yourself yeah, yeah but then also to do that with others and yeah. i think one of the biggest things i've learned is to never write anyone off mm. you know just there's just love changes you and yeah, it's a yeah. process. Mm-hmm. And while I may not be at the destination, and I won't be there until I get to heaven, yeah. there will be someone else that I'm walking alongside who is also not there. And where they are now is not necessarily where they're going to stay. Mm-hmm. I have hope 
that they can change. Mm. So not to write them off. I might need to have healthy boundaries, but Definitely. I'm not going to write them off. And so I can be gentle with myself and then also be gentle with them, which may also mean having a hard conversation, mm-hmm. right. but, but I can love them and yeah. extend the love that I've received yeah. to them because I can't love them if I haven't received that love. Oh, Let's absolutely. Yeah. And I love that, that healthy vulnerability that you, you model. And, you know, when, when you say never giving up on someone, it's like, yeah. well, the father never gives up on us. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So it's just the overflow of that, knowing that he, he's always working on us and always yeah. loving yeah. us yeah. And, and we can extend that love and grace to others. Yeah. It's really beautiful. Yeah. It's really good. I think, you know, when we don't, when we don't know the father's love, we're not secure in in his love for us and therefore who he's made us to be in the gifts and the calling and the talents that he's given us mm-hmm. uh you can really you can easily fall into and sometimes it's in the same day if you're anything like me the big me and the little me right mm-hmm. and by that it's you know the big me is the one that can do all the things that they need to do and be a good husband and be a good leader and be a good father and spin all the plates and be successful all because i'm trying to be somebody Right. And then when that all comes crumbling down and or I feel a bit of shame or I feel like I didn't do failed. something quite well and you feel like you failed, then all of a sudden, all of a sudden the, the shame comes mm-hmm. up. And then you're like, the little me comes in, which is, <laughs> I can do nothing. Leave me alone. I want to hide in a corner. Just, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm a nobody and a nothing. And um, and and that could, sometimes that could be almost one moment to the next moment. Big me, little me, you know, and um, and that that makes it a very insecure place and so when you're in big me mode you're trying to maybe put other people down or you know uh, compete compete or um when you're in little me mode you're like don't give me any responsibility i just want to hide away i'm try someone else neither of those allow you to step into the truth of who god's called you to be and so when you experience the love of the father then hopefully we get to we we start to lose the little me and the big me and we start to experience the real me oh put so well (laughs) and that's god's heart for us is that we really begin to see and experience who we really are yeah how he sees us because then we can love other people with that same kind of love and that's what he wants us to know and experience and be he just loves us so much that's the thing yeah as i walked into this process of process maybe that's the wrong word this experience of the father's love that um my own heart began to break in in a good way so Mm -hmm. much more easily for other people yeah Yeah. you begin to really you can identify with people you can see the love that god has for them Mm -hmm. and so you don't write them off you don't um see them as somehow lesser or more it's they're just another child yeah. who needs to be loved by a father yeah, yeah. whether they know jesus or not right yeah. that's Absolutely. exactly right yeah. yeah but they were still created yeah uniquely yeah. by him yeah. to reflect who he is yeah 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 yeah, yeah i love that I, I think you know one of the things that we've been learning out of this father's love is the father's love as a foundation creates a place of joy and peace for us mm-hmm. that enables us to have healthy relationships right because we know joy that if he's happy to be with us then we can actually go through difficult things mm-hmm. and if we know that he's going to take care of our needs 
that we can live in peace because when we get to certain situations, you know, we've got some difficulties or other things in our lives that we can actually rest in that, mm -hmm. in his love and therefore mm -hmm. be at yeah. peace. Yeah. And that really helps with relationships, doesn't it? If, yeah, you, it does. if you're around somebody that's joyful and peaceful, mm -hmm. it's much more, you know, fun <laughs> than if you're around someone that's angry and stressed out and, you know, yeah. Um, and so I would like to think that that, not not just even the benefit of living in joy and peace for yourself, but living in that increasing joy and peace really is a great value for other people yeah. as well. But even the experience of it, I think one of the things I've realized that is really key is not waiting for someone else to get it and change, yeah. but actually, oh, I, this is another <laughs> invitation yes. for me to go so deeper, true. to oh, experience yeah. <laughs> my heavenly daddy's love. And then to be able to let that love flow out of me. Because I did spend time, especially where I felt quite hurt by mm. people, where I was kind of, my forgiveness was more conditional, like based on, yeah. think even thinking, well, if I forgive, then they'll change. Right. But I'm like, oh, no. Actually, I was forgiven before mm -hmm. I, while well, I was a mess. And so that whole experience for me of, okay, I get to be like my heavenly mm -hmm. dad yeah. and release this. And it's mm. not based on yeah, what you do. So it's actually, yeah. I get to do this and I experience the freedom of that. And then it's your choice. That's yeah. what you do. But it's easier for me to love from that mm -hmm. than to expect someone else to get it first. Yeah. 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 Mm. So I'm um, curious, guys, to ask you this question. And that is that as you as you've been in the church for a long time yeah you've ministered in the church you've been in leadership in the church for a long time what you know given all that we've talked about with the father's love and maybe we can sort of end on, on this note what would your heart prayer be for the body wow i know that's a big question a good, but it's a good question uh i think you know as, as i said this morning i just happened in my reading of one john three one is you know, so, which says, how great is the love that the Father has mm -hmm. lavished upon us yeah. that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. Yeah. And I think probably one of my big heart cries for personally, for myself, for church, for anybody mm -hmm. that's listening, is that we would understand and live out the reality of that that is what we are, mm -hmm. you know? Exactly. Yeah, the, 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 the truth of, it wouldn't just be a, a biblical truth that we could quote or a scripture that we could mm -hmm. quote, but actually it would be an internal reality yeah. that would shift and transform everything in terms of marriage, in terms of family, yeah. jobs, work, just, you know, church life. Yeah, the whole body. The whole body, yeah. yeah. What would it look like? What would the church look like if we all like? That's it. lived in <laughs> yeah. love, yeah. you know? Uh, live loved so mm, i would totally agree yeah <laughs> i, I actually feel agreement. like the secret is that experiencing that in the secret place yeah, yeah. because mm. that's where it starts for me it's not about even how i how i am on a platform or how i am you know functioning in this certain context actually it's how i live and cultivate that relationship yeah. with the father mm -hmm. in the secret yeah. place and experience him through his word and have fresh revelation and realize 
I've never, I've, I will never get there, but I will get there mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. in him, he's, he's, he's the one that's faithful to change and transform. Mm -hmm. And one day I will be completely like him, but to yield mm -hmm. yeah. to that process and surrender daily in the secret place and be really honest with myself. Like that would be my prayer that as the church, as the body, we would all be really honest with ourselves rather than looking at someone else. Yeah. yeah. Be Huge. honest with ourselves first and be obedient to the Holy Spirit, which I know is a really big thing because people are like, oh, we don't like the rules. But I'm like, I, it's the, it's the invitation love. to yeah. trust, listen, and obey, mm -hmm. which mm. I, yeah. Yeah, and it is all about what, what God is doing in our hearts. Mm -hmm. Yeah that the world may never know about yeah. yeah and it doesn't matter if the world knows it's between yeah. us and him yeah but there is an overflow that happens from that they'll experience yeah yeah, yeah. 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 it's beautiful mm -hmm. let's take a minute let's let's actually pray that in yeah. together yeah. Yeah. yeah and um let's just pray father yeah. um, oh we thank you yeah. for your love yeah that you're actually loving us right now everybody who's listening father you're loving them yeah. right now and that in your love it, it, everything is found yeah. our peace comfort joy yeah. power life yeah. healing everything flows yeah. from your heart and from your love Thank you, and father we're all conscious that that we're works in progress mm -hmm. and that we all need to experience more yeah. of your love. And so father, we pray for mm -hmm. our hearts to be, um, really given over. We give our hearts over into your hands. Yeah. You gave our hearts to us and we give them back to you to do whatever you desire to do so that we can become more like you. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Yes, Thank Lord. You. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. I, I just hear the Father saying, let me love you. Yeah. yeah. And um, so, Lord, I ask for everyone that's listening and for us here in this room, yeah. Lord, that you would enable us to, to open up our hearts yes. to receive your love and that yeah. we would let you love us the way yeah. that you want to love us. Yeah. And that you, we would each one of us experience that deluge, that, that flood of love that yeah. the Holy spirit loves to bring yeah. where you pour out like a Noah's Ark deluge yeah. of love yeah. in our hearts <laughs> and it wouldn't bounce off us, Thank you. but Lord, we would have hearts that receive that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. even right now, Daddy, we fling wide the gates of our heart <laughs> and we invite yeah. you in. Thank you that, you know, when water's spilt, it trickles down even into the tiniest of crevice, so mm -hmm. crevices. So we, we invite you yeah. into the deepest, even the darkest places of our yes. hearts that we haven't maybe let others into. Yeah. And we welcome you because you're good. Yeah, thank you, Father. Thank you again for loving us right now. Mm. You are good. Yeah. 
that you have our good in mind. And uh, we thank you that um, you've been with us today as we've been chatting. And we pray a blessing on you guys. That you'll experience every joy, every fulfillment of every dream Mm. that you've ever had, that God's put on your heart. And that as you go off on this new adventure, that you will find such joy in it and that God will show you things about yourself that you didn't even know Mm. were there. And that there'll be people there who have been waiting all their lives, in a sense, for you to come and be present to them in the way that you bring bring the Father to them. Yeah, we just bless you with abundance yeah. as you thank go you. into this new season, yeah, this new you. adventure. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. So thanks, guys. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. We really appreciate it. Us. It's been a lot of fun. So that uh, wraps it up today for episode 15. We will um, be having another guest, mm-hmm. I think, on our next podcast as well. So we're looking forward to sharing that person with you. As before, I'm not going to tell you who it is. We're going to have to wait and see. (laughs) Till next time. God bless everybody. To learn more about the ministry, go to loveinsideout.org. If you liked this episode, please consider donating at loveinsideout.org forward slash donate. Thank you so much for listening and have a blessed week. Thank you.